Uh, this guy's called the Standing Streamer. Wrestling with regret, and you're watching putting you over. Look at that. Look at that switch. All right, awesome. Well, our guest is here, so we're not as professional as Sledge. So we're just gonna can you can you hear me, Tristan? Oh, I can hear you guys loud and clear. Perfect. Can you guys hear me all the way up in the great white? Yeah, we can hear you. You sound phenomenal. Oh, well, man. only only I'm in the Great White. Um, I'm in. Streamer uh, is in uh, New York. I'm in New York. Oh yep. well, cool. So we're down here on the good side of the border. Even though I do love Putin, because I love to go see my sister in um, in Hamilton all the time, and I love to go to um, Hamburger. Oh my god, I love that place. Mouth is watering. I'll let you guys do what you guys got to do. Yeah. Um, yes. Yep. She's up in Canada. I'm here in New York, and. Uh, yeah, so you're here, and your voice is so phenomenal, and uh, it just sounds so good in my headphones. Does it sound good in your headphones, Vanessa? It's yeah, good. no, it's really good. Um, some people just have the voice. Some people do have that voice, and we're definitely going to touch on uh, his, you know, his, he loves to talk, his ability his ability to talk, uh, his podcast and all that. But, I, you know, I don't want to start off the show <laughs> great transitions, Sledge says. Yeah, we're not the greatest professional show, but... We just, I see the guest and we're just going to it. We're talking to Sledge uh, from Ring of Honor. Oh, cool. Hey, um, Sledge. In, in the chat. Uh, Coffee with Sledge on Twitch, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 12 Pacific. Um, anyways, uh, so I don't want to start off the show with a, a typical cookie cutter wrestling question, although we'll get to some generic questions here eventually. Um, but a question we've we've debated a lot on this show is who is your favorite Batman out of all the Batman? Uh Keaton, uh Jesus, I don't remember any of the others. Keaton Bale, Clooney, Kilmer. Kilmer. Alright, so um I think my favorite Bale Affleck. Oh yes. My, my favorite my my least favorite of all is is definitely not um Ben Affleck, like, no, he does nothing for me as the character. But I can attest that Adam West was probably one of my favorites because yeah. that's the first Batman that I seen. 
even though, uh, you know, it may, it'll make me sound ancient. Hey, look at the LaGreca fathead in the back. Oh, it may, yep, it he's me, back there he, yelling at me. He's watching you. Yeah. It, it makes me feel like, it is, I, I don't want to make it look like I'm old. Because when I was watching that Batman from 69, I was watching it in syndication yeah. when I was a kid in the 90s. And I used to love that. I used to love that when Batman used to slide down the pole and Robin used to slide down the pole. We had the old school radiator. It was a pipe that went from the floor to the ceiling. So I would try to climb up, climb up as high as I can and let go and slide down, pretending <laughs> I was Batman. You know, these yeah. the way memories come back. Yeah. Um, I, can't, I can't remember who I picked, but nobody had picked Adam West. And uh, you can still watch those Batmans now on MeTV. Uh, RJ City would be proud. You can definitely right. still watch them. So let me throw this at you then. Yeah. Because So it is staying within the realm of comics and staying within the realm of DC. Yeah. Superman or Batman and why? Oh, Superman or Batman and why? See, Superman or Batman's an easy... Yeah, I can just give an answer. We can be done with it. But he throws in the and why. That's a good worker. He knows what he's doing. Um, I'm going to say Batman for the reasons that Superman can be defeated and gets weakened with kryptonite. And the only thing that can weaken Batman and bring Batman down is his will and his drive and his heart. Batman is a human and I think humans can prevail and I'm going to go with Batman. Yes. So for me to accurately answer your question, I need to know what is the parental guidance rating on Put Yourself Over? Oh, this is G. No, I'm just okay. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You can say whatever you want. We edit right, everything so. in post. So I think that Superman's a little bitch. If you ask me. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. You just the buried reason I say that is because how do you have so much problems with Lex Luthor? Yeah. Like, aren't you about as fast as the speeding bullet? Like maybe one day when Lex Luthor is sitting there doing a press conference or, or doing a doing a conference call. Well, you know, we don't do conference calls anymore. Doing a Zoom call. Yeah, Zoom call. Dip in and zip out. I'm like, wait a minute. Wasn't Lex sitting right here? But Lex is sitting like on the dark side of the moon somewhere and he's like dead. You see, Superman, yeah. Batman is the man yeah. because yeah. when he formed the Justice League, he has the weakness for every single person. Ain't nobody else thought about that. That's smart. Batman goes, oh, you want to sign up for the Justice League? And these marks just walk right into the front door like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and fight evil. But Batman <laughs> is like, yeah, you know, you want to fight evil, but I got something for you. Batman pretty much said, hey, no third party, you know, plans with anybody else but me, okay? Because I'm watching you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that is great. Um, the other thing we, we, we said, or actually, at least I said it, nobody jumped on board. I thought that the Dark Knight the Christian Bale, uh, Christopher Nolan movie. I thought that was more of a Joker movie than a Batman movie. What are your thoughts on that? I think that movie, that part of the franchise was great. I loved it. You know, I think that was the first Batman that came out when I was a grown man. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to talk about a Joker movie, the Joker itself. Yeah. Um, with, uh, what is it, not Heath Ledger, well, well, Jared... Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. That was a great movie in itself. Um, but I, I liked the character development that they gave in that Dark Knight with Joker because we already got the character development from the first one. I think that was the Dark Knight Rises or whatever it is. I don't remember the name of these movies. Yeah. I get hit in the head, so I forget things sometimes. But I liked the character development they did in the beginning. So by the time they got to the Dark Knight, 
if you didn't have to tell the story of Batman so much, you pretty much just had to bridge on what, you, what we already knew. Yeah. Uh, speaking about getting Tom Welling, we, we get a name in the chat that says Tom Welling. Dave's- he played Superman in Smallville. Oh, I love that show. Jeez. That's why Superman is the best. I'm sorry. Christopher Reeve, Tom Welling, done. Everything else, you're out. Hey, well, I'll tell you this. I, I remember when that show came out, because I was living in New York City at the time, and it was like September 11th, and I remember seeing these buses like driving around. Some of them were wrapped um, in, the, in the whole entire graphic for it, and I'm like, wow, what is this Smallville? And I was hooked for plenty of seasons. I probably fell off for me about three seasons, but I was hooked to that show, man. I was hooked to like, oh my God, to like a fat kid when uh, the Golden Corral opens in his neighborhood for the first time. <laughs> Golden Corral. Well, the problem with Smallville was the, the ending, the finale, he never, they never showed him in Superman costume. They did, but they didn't. Yes, exactly. They did, but they the didn't. When, when he's flying over the earth yeah, and he cape is like super long. Like, what do you think he's flying with that? But they did, but they didn't, you know, like Smallville. When Smallville came on WB and WB turned into CW, if I have that right in my mind. That's right. Yep. WB changed from a very male oriented channel because I remember, you know, growing up in New York City in the Bronx, boogie down, holla at me. And I remember growing up in the Bronx and watching Xena and Hercules and all these other shows on WB. Then all of a sudden, WB flipped on its head and turned to CW and it started showing a lot of female oriented demographic shows. One Tree Hill. Right. Oh, One Tree Hill. Gossip Girl. Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Smallville. Yep. I like Smallville. I'm not going to lie. I love it. Um, Ring of Honor Sledge says he is so mad right now that you called Superman a little bitch. And you guys have heat now, so watch out. Book it. (laughs) Book it. He could come on my podcast if he wants and he could talk about he could talk about how uh, Superman is not a little bitch, and I'll just like edit that part out. Yeah, just edit it and post. That's what we do. Um, <laughs> so you you mentioned you got hit in the head a lot. Uh, you, you are a wrestler. We're gonna get to that. Um, you grew up. I, I I won't beat around the bush. You grew up a, a, a wrestling fan your entire life. What I want to know is seventh grade. You were an overachiever. Got all your work done ahead of time. It was too easy for you. Uh, and then the teacher wanted to challenge you because you were done before everybody else. Uh, what? How did he challenge you? Let me tell you something. Before I even answer that question, I want to say I appreciate you <laughs> taking the time to research me because I think the best thing, because I'm a new, I'm not a professional broadcaster. Neither am I. I would say I'm a professional podcaster because I have made more than a dollar from the Tristan Law Show. But one of the things that I think is very important is that before you bring somebody into the show, research them so that you can understand what's going on. Because you obviously know the answer to your question, but your listeners and your watchers don't do. So you know what? I'm going to gladly answer that question for you. <laughs> so when I was in middle school, seventh grade, we, yeah. moved the, we moved to the Bronx when I was in fifth grade. By the time I moved to, by the time we got to sixth grade-ish, cable came to my neighborhood. Makes me sound old, right? Because all these kids that grow up, yeah, right, they're, they're born with the internet and they're born with cable. Just get it right here on their phone. Exactly. So I remember when, when the cable first got put on, the first two channels I wanted to watch 
were Nickelodeon, and the second thing I wanted to watch was USA because I understood that Raw came on. So at that point, man, I became hooked, man. I became hooked like like a like a crackhead. Like I, I couldn't get my eyes off of it. And when I was in school, I used to get in so much trouble. Because what would happen is that I would finish the work quickly and then I get mischievous. So like for me, you need to keep my mind occupied at all times because if it's not occupied, I get to do crazy things. So the so instead of getting in trouble in one of the days when my teacher wasn't there, the computer teacher. She pulled me out and said, you're going to be with me all day. You're going to teach all the kids how to use computers. I said, great. So I'm teaching my parents how to use computers. But she said, in order for you to do this, you have to be good. So obviously, we didn't have a class during the time. And guess what I got? I got bored. So what she wanted me to do was, she goes, I was talking to her about this wrestling, and I had this WWF magazine. If you want to know how I got them, that's another funny story. Vince, if you ever listen to this, I apologize for what I did to you. But I wrote into the magazine, I opened the magazine, and there was an address there for Vic Grimes. And what I would do is that I would write a letter to Vincent Mann asking how to become a professional wrestler. And Vincent Mann, damn it, he never wrote me back. And, and Vince, if I see you, Vince, we got heat. We don't. But we do. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. So you wrote a letter to Vince, and uh, he never wrote you back. Shame on him. Um, but you mentioned something about the WWF magazines. Um, so you, you, as a kid at that time, middle school, um, you're going down to the corner store with your five bucks. You're picking up the magazines. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that was your drug. No, 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 no. That's not how I was getting the magazines. Oh, I used to go down to this little gift shop. It was a Chinese gift shop. Okay. And you yeah, man, they had everything. Every toy known to man, every... It was more like a novelty, like, souvenir shop. I wonder if it's still there. So I would go in there with my five bucks, and I would buy, like, picture frames, and yep. I would hang those on my wall. But the way I used to get the WWF magazine and Raw magazine, and let me tell you, first off to start, I do not cond- condone what I'm about to explain <laughs> and, I don't, and I don't think in 2020 it's it's possible in any way, shape, or form because A, magazines don't exist anymore, really. Actually, I just bought uh, PWI 500. But, you know, magazines don't really exist, and they want their money up front. So what I used to do was anybody that used to get magazines back in the day, particularly WWF or any kind of sports magazine or magazine like that, they have a card that you can fill out. Yep. And you fill out the card, you drop the card in the mailbox, right? And then what WWE would magazine would do is after I drop it in the mailbox, man, a couple of weeks later, yeah, I got that. I got that brand new issue. And the next issue would come, and then the third issue would come. And after the third issue, they would say, hey, we want our money. So what I would do with the third issue is I would take the card out of there and I would fill out a different name and mail it again. You see, my mom. <laughs> My mom was not about that, and she's not about that mess in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so what? I, so what? We, what I would have to do was I would have to get the mailbox key, and I had the mailbox key for other reasons as well too, not only to check the mail, but I used that mailbox key so I can go in and intercept them before she saw them, because when she saw them, she would throw them in the garbage because she knew I wasn't getting them in the right way. So what I would do is consistently just keep sending in cards with different names to feed my addiction of pro wrestling. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. 
and it's crookery. Don't ask me how I figured that out, but it's crookery. Man, Easily. that's what you learn in school. You were an overachiever. I was bored. You were bored, yeah. And that makes me, oh man, I have three kids, uh, and and my oldest is is an overachiever and gets bored a lot, and I, I just dread what's gonna happen. Um, big wrestling fan, middle school. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm dating you, but probably attitude Austin era, um, 14, 15 year old, probably yeah. we're, I think we're around, I'm older than you, although I don't look it. <laughs> so, um, what, where's that aha moment in your head, in your life where you're watching this, you're watching everything you enjoy, you're, you're relating to it. It's resonating with you. When do you have that aha moment where you'd like, shit, this is what I want to do. So I remember when I walked in on my grandfather, okay. he was watching wrestling when we lived in uh, Brooklyn and he was, I, I remember, I might've been like, and, and it's every pro wrestler story. Oh my God, I've been a wrestling fan since I was five. Right. So I remember walking into my grandfather, I was probably like four or five and he was watching WWF superstars and anybody that grows up, grew up in New York, New Jersey area, you knew it came on channel five on Saturdays and Sundays around noontime. So I'd walk into the room and I just saw the Undertaker on the TV and I was like, so like hooked on what was going on. I was like, oh my God, like I, I need to watch this. And I remember thinking, man, I need to go to school in order to be a professional wrestler because I thought that's how they drafted people just like basketball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, but, you know, to my chagrin, I realized that's not how it works, you know, but that it, it, I remember as well too, being a teenager, I was maybe 17. And I was sitting in my in my friend uh, Nicholas's room and our other friend Greg, and what we were doing was we were talking. They were telling me you don't want to be arrested. I said, "Man, I want to be arrested." They go, "You're never going to make it." And I was like, "I'm going to make it." They go, "Well, what if you don't make any money?" I said, "I don't need to make money. I eat bologna sandwiches just so I can make it as a pro wrestler." So I think those were the two times where I was like, "You know what? This is when I really want to do it." and you do do it. You get there. You um you I think it's 2007. Uh, yep. Team 3D Academy down there in Florida at the time uh, mm -hmm. with, with Bubba, Bubba and, or Devon. Was Bubba there as well? Yes, Bubba and Devon were both there. Bubba taught the advanced class. I mean, sorry, Bubba taught the beginner class. Devon taught the advanced class. Oh, we'll definitely clip that. Ooh. Can you say that again? Bubba taught the beginner class and Devon taught the advanced class. That's right. With the beginner class, you get things like aces and eights. And uh, you know, oh, that was uh, way before that. That was way <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Oh, I know. Man, when I was doing this, Bub and Devon were were still wrestling as uh, um, I think it was two thousand seven. So probably Team Three D. So yeah, yep, they were still wrestling as Team Three D. And I sometimes get upset because I look at these guys on the TV. There are guys right now that are on AEW. There are guys right now that are on uh, WWE Ring of Honor. It's a guy that I know that's in Japan. Yeah, that, that we all went to the same school together. We might not remember each other because it was like a hundred years ago, but I, I I wish that I understood what I was paying my money for back then, and I wouldn't have squandered it as much as I did. But you know what? You can't live life with regrets. Right? Why do you think you did squander it? Using your words, because I was a twenty-two year old kid. That that makes sense to me. Hundred <laughs> percent true. So what we used to do, right, yeah. was uh. What we used to do at the school was I would go Mondays, Wednesdays, and some other day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, whatever. And what would happen was that I didn't drink when I was 21. 
at all. It wasn't something that I wanted to do because I felt like if I drank at 21, I'd become an alcoholic. I don't know how that worked in my head, yeah. but that's what I said to myself. So I became 21, whole entire year I didn't drink. Then 22 hit, man, I hit the, I had to make up for lost time. So um, <laughs> me, my friend Chris, and our and our friend Kelly, man, we were just like partying every 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 night. We'd start on Thursday night, we go to uh, O Shucks in Orlando. Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday was the sober up day because I know by Monday I had to go to wrestling school. And we had to lift all these heavy weights and do all these other things. So the last thing I wanted to do was kill myself, but I could not wait till Thursday night. But all I wanted to do was party at the time. Yeah. Would you go back and change anything? Or do you think that was what was meant to be? That's a tough question. And I love time travel because my favorite movie is Back to the Future. Oh, shit. Well, this, we just, this whole wrestling show just got derailed. We could talk Back to the Future all night long. Oh. Don't threaten me with a good time and expect me to say no, okay? Oh, I got a great Back to the Future question. I'll let you follow up on this. All right, I'll let you go with it. So um, if we, if I was to go back and change something, thinking about movies like The Butterfly Effect or yep. Back to the Future, different things like that, honestly, you and I might not be sitting here right now. Yeah, it's true. It's a great point. I, could be, I may not be this big-name wrestling star, but I can be somewhere in a mid-card around somewhere making decent money. And I wouldn't even be on your radar. I would be one of those people that you may feel like is ungettable. Yeah. But, you know, now that, you know, I'm wrestling at the level that I am and, you know, am I still working my way up to, to possibly get into WWE? You know what? I think that maybe I'm too old for WWE, but I feel like I can still offer them something. Maybe they need somebody to do a podcast for them, edit a podcast, produce a podcast. If they're looking for something like that, I can do that. But when it comes to the form of wrestling, I feel that maybe Ring of Honor, AEW, Impact Wrestling, you know, those are the places that I think that I fit best when it comes to pro wrestling. Um, but, but even if I do make it to one of those three places, I do want anybody listening right now to understand that I'll still be the same OG. You know, I, you know, because me going up is the same as that guy that I'd be going down. And I want everybody to know if I ever do make it, when I do make it, some way, shape, or form. If you ever wanted me for a podcast, and I didn't have to jump through much red tape, I do it. MLW is another place I'm highly interested in wrestling yeah. for as well, too. Yeah. Um, yeah I was just go going to throw in there, you're saying you're unattainable. You don't, like, the the list that, like, Streamer and I make up of messaging people, I message A-list all the way down to Z. Like, there's yeah. nobody in between that I don't feel I can't message. No, nope. And uh, we, we've talked about this a lot, and... Uh, it's like a Christmas. It's like a Christmas list for me. When I was a kid, and I would make my Christmas list, I'd write everything and anything I wanted, whether I knew it was obtainable or not obtainable, because right. you never know. And if it's on the list, at least there's a chance. And uh, so yeah, so I mean, we we yeah, unobtainable doesn't doesn't matter to us <laughs> really. Even, even from my podcast, right? I have a wish list and my yeah. wish list started with 40 people and like every day maybe every second of the day it, it balloons it grows like i see somebody on twitter or you know i bought the pwi 500 and i was like oh i'm looking through this i'm like oh this person would be great oh i know that person <laughs> that person to see if they you know if they'd be willing to 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 come on to to my podcast to, to talk you know what else do you do on podcasts you don't dance on podcasts oh. but you know that, for me, the list just keeps growing, and there are names on there 
that I feel that are 100% unattainable. Yes. Like I have, I have Dave Batista in there and I have Tony Khan. And I don't think any of those two people want to talk until I start to get more street cred. So as I get more street cred, because people like this podcast, I'm telling you, they love it. It's blowing up. That's what I've heard. It is. It's blowing up, you know? And, and as I blow up more and I continue to get more success and people keep listening and having a great time and everything else like that, and I keep getting great feedback, because, you know, obviously not every episode is a home run. People like some more than others. I'm going to have enough street cred to be like, hey, well, Dave Batista, I see you yeah. on Twitter all the time. Maybe you can come up to my show. Oh, yeah. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> so you can do that. You can do that because you would never see it. We just talked about Dave Batista on here because I said that Dave Batista is a better actor than The Rock. <sighs> and, and I'm going to stand by that. No. I am. Oh, he well, was, yeah, you're standing, but like, he's, it. you know, he's Gardens of the Galaxy, <laughs> hilarious. He was just in that new spy movie I can watch with my kids. I mean, what's The Rock mm. done for me lately, really? He's done Jumanji. They all suck. Oh, crap. Oh, my kids love that movie. I forgot about that. Yeah, I fell asleep in that movie. Let me tell you, I've, I've paid good money, bro, to sleep in a movie. <laughs> good money. <laughs> That's oh. a shoot. I mean, that's a work. That's a shoot. <laughs> I remember going one time to the movie in Orlando when I was in Orlando, and <laughs> I can tell you that if you if I didn't know any better, the movie never started because when I got there, the lights were on, and the next thing I noticed, the lights were on, and everybody was leaving. Oh, uh, the rock. Yeah, I did that with what was it, Burn Notice. Burn Notice. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it was called? Brad Pitt had like a little spot in it. Anyway, maybe who um, knows? Uh, the Rock. So the Rock's gonna uh, induct Ken Shamrock at uh, Impact Hall of Fame. I think that's cool. Yeah, right. That's. that's what do you think Vince thinks of that? You know what? I mean, I don't know. I mean, for on Ken Shamrock, that that's a total case of shooting a shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you don't ask, the answer is no. And if you ask, the answer could still be no. Right. So what's the risk of taking, you know, taking the chance? So, I, but I'm sure though, The Rock understands that he's not going to go on there as The Rock. He's going to go on there as Dwayne, as Dwayne Johnson, because, you know, obviously the WWE owns the name The Rock. Correct. They may license it to Dwayne Johnson to do his movies, but it's going to be Dwayne Johnson. I don't think that Vincent man has any issues with that. And I'm looking forward to see what's happening. Yeah. I mean, even, even if I was Vincent man, I don't want a company like, like TNA out of business. No, I don't want, I don't want AEW out of business because when you give everybody options, some people want everything like at a buffet. Some people want everything or some people just want the seafood. It all depends. It all depends. Um, and now I forgot what my Back to the Future question was. I'm. Just, it will come to me though. It will come to me. It will definitely come to me. Um. So you you you, in your words, squandered your your opportunity at uh the 3D Academy in, uh in, in Orlando in Florida. Um, right. It, still, I'm sure you took away priceless advice and experience that you can't get anywhere else. That's in 07. Oh nine, you go up to a school, which uh, unfortunately I don't have the notes down for that school, but it's uh, ECW Nunzio's school. I'm correct. It, it was ECW Nunzio's school. It was a BWO Body Slam wow. Wrestling Organization. 
It was ran by uh, Richie Rotten, Nunzio, and Preacher. Yeah. Preacher does a lot of training for a lot of guys in the CZW and on H2O and all the other stuff in South Jersey. Sweet. And then, uh, and that's where really you got focused and you, you, you took off, you got your, your names out there. Uh, you've wrestled, I mean, the list of people that you've wrestled that I researched, I mean, I'll just name a few. Uh, Snooka, Santana, Balls Mahoney, first of all, rest in peace, Balls Mahoney. I love wrestling Balls. I love, let me tell you something, Balls is a great freaking guy. I yeah. love wrestling Balls. And he used to bring his little, his little boy around as well, too. I don't remember his little boy's name. He used to always bring his little boy around, his little boy. His little boy was like his everything. Yeah. Oh. Everything, man. Balls was such a good guy, man. I never forget one time I'm working in the ring with Balls Mahoney, and he legit was working me, making me think that he got hurt. So as I'm, like, working him, I'm like, dude, you okay? Working, brother, working, brother. Oh, shit, okay, no problem. So, I loved wrestling Balls Mahoney, man. Good guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, I miss that guy. He is something else, I'll tell you. So you're all you're up and down, all the East Coast, all in that territory area. Um, but for the people here that are in the chat or, or when we push them out to YouTube that might not know uh, the real uh, Tristan Law, the real big, big Tris, uh, as a wrestler, uh, why don't you let us in on that, uh, who you are as a wrestler, your style, all that fun stuff. Well, I actually get pulled aside by a lot of old school wrestlers and I get the compliment that I'm very old school in the way that I work, in the way that I look in the ring. I still believe in a lot of the old school principles that the moves don't mean jack. It's all about the story. If I can't tell the story, then the moves don't mean anything. Right. You know, I'm okay with getting the rest hold, bringing the fans down and bringing them back up, but for people who don't understand who Tristan Law is. So during this whole entire time, before the pandemic surrounded my head because I was a king and stuff like that, they called me King Tristan. But during the pandemic, I actually took a DNA test and realized that I'm 2% <laughs> Italian, 2%. So because I'm 2% Italian now, hey, I got I can't wait. I think my new gear comes tomorrow, and I got a show on October 10th in Colts Neck, New Jersey for SWF. Yeah. And I will be representing the two percentage of my Italian heritage. <laughs> Some people are actually upset by that. Yes. What do you say to them? Hey, forget about it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And he's 98% better than, than most people. Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> I'm 98% better than all of them. <laughs> So um, besides wrestling, and if people haven't picked up on, on it by now with his uh, charisma and his voice and his, uh, uh, you know, uh, love for, for talking. Um, his attire, he's promoting himself. It's amazing. Yes, yes he's putting himself over. Like, like, like Mr. Gallows. Yes, he is like a Mr. Gallows. Great analogy or great uh, comparison there. He, 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 he. he does a podcast, the Tristan Law Show. Uh, new episodes drop every Wednesday. So tomorrow, who's dropping tomorrow? Oh man! So okay, so I got Melanie Michelle. She is one. She's the co-promoter of SWF, I, and that's the okay. show that they're doing. Yep. She the, for the show they're doing October tenth. It's an outdoor show, 
Uh, and tickets are actually selling really fast for that. But it's actually cool that I have her. Let me tell you, I love having a woman on my show. Here's why. Because in a male-dominated world, in a male-centric environment, I love the, I love the experience and the and the outlook that they bring to the game because they look at things differently yep. than, a, than, a, than a man would do. And I loved talking to her. We talk a lot about her family. Uh, we talk about her love for pro wrestling. You know, we talked about all that. And I can't wait for everybody to hear it. I got so many episodes in the can that I can't wait for you guys to hear. Oh, man. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Because, like, I put, I put this show out. And our interview, our shows will be out on all those podcast forums i use anchor it's easy um but the my show technically is a a live show obviously you can tell Um, right and it's just because the way things work with me like i i have three kids i'm homeschooling the pandemic kind of suck kind of helped the show but kind of sucks um but like how does it work for you for your podcast like can you get like you just say, "Hey, I, I want you on the show." They give you a time and a date, and then you just you just you fit it in. Like any time, you just record it, and then what does a day in the life of the Tristan Law podcast consist of? So, <laughs> my podcast life starts at six a.m. every day because I work a regular job as well too. Yep. Shoot job, so I put a regular job. I got to go and I got to train for wrestling. I got to do ten thousand other things. So I wake up early in the morning, six a.m. Sometimes seven do my podcasting. So pretty much what happens is I knew in the podcast world, they state that if that most podcasts don't get past the seventh episode. So when I heard that, man, I said, well, I'll be damned because I am <laughs> not going to be stopping at seven episodes. Yeah. I'm getting way past that. This is what I really want to do. So what I did was I sat there and I came up with this guest list of everybody that I wanted. I knew my episode was going to, First episode is going to drop August 5th. That's the arbitrary date that I picked. It gave me four weeks. Within four weeks, I created my website, created my brand. I just put out my social media and figured out who I was going to be on the podcast and what I was, and who I was going to market it to. Within those four weeks, it has changed. And even though I am nine episodes in as of midnight Eastern time tonight, when the new episodes drop, anyway, you find a podcast, the show has changed little by little. So the first thing that I did was I started reaching out to some of my easy gets on the list. Okay. I knew that I needed to get 16 episodes recorded, 16 interviews recorded, so that I'd be able to, A, break that... Um, seven episodes. That, that, that seven episode itch. Okay. And I knew I needed to have enough to get up to Thanksgiving. So that was my that was my mindset. So what I do is I say, hey, you know, I reach out to the person. Hey, I got this podcast. I'm not sure if you know. This is me doing typing fingers. Now, I do this podcast. I don't, you know, I don't know if you know, but it's called the Tristan Law Show. And I introduce people to the personalities in and outside of the wrestling ring. And that's the unique part about it. Yeah. I'm introducing you to the personalities in and out of the professional wrestling ring. So it's not really a cookie cutter. Hey, let's sit down and talk about, tell me why the headlock is the best. Tell me about your first match. Let's talk about wrestling for 20 minutes. It's almost like this interview that I'm doing right now. Yeah. You get to understand the man or the woman or the person that is behind the character. You're understanding the personality. You're getting to love that person. So because of that unique dynamic, I have people that watch, that listen to my podcast 
that are not wrestling fans at all. And they enjoy it because it's a podcast about people. And if you like people, you'll like the Tristan Lawson. New episodes drop Wednesday. So what I do is I, I do these interviews and these interviews are old. I'm right. telling you, they're old. When I first started, I was doing maybe three, four a week. Now I'm doing one to two a week. So what I do is I tell my guests, I need you, I need you to keep it evergreen, where, you, where it could be listened to at any time. Don't put any dates or anything really too crazy in it. So what I do Smart. is when I go ahead and I decide, and the perk from the perk of doing these interviews out of order is that A, I'm never, I'm never starving for content. B, I can switch it up every single week. Okay, cool. This interview wasn't so great. Let me throw this killer interview in there to hook everybody and then throw another bad one in there. And I'm not saying that they're all terrible, but some are home runs and some, right. some are not. And what I do is when I decide who I'm going to play, all I do is I record the opening monologue and the closing monologue, and then I sandwich them together, yep. and that's the episode. So the episode is already set. Yeah. All I just have to do is the monologue portion of the show. Awesome. Yeah. That's uh, it's, it, it's interesting because when I started this, I never thought of, Hey, let me cut up the interview part and put it out on a podcast. And, and I am doing that. Um, but I'm not really putting any effort behind it because it's, it's a live show. Like this is where, right. this is where it is. And, uh, it's just, it's just really intrigues me how alike and similar they are. And it's, it's just fun. And you're, you're definitely a pro man. And, uh, wow. Yeah. New show starts, starts, uh, drops tomorrow. New show. That's right. Only in two hours Eastern time. But here's the thing too, though. I, when you're talking about, I put, dude, I put everything behind this podcast. Like I just like pick it up and I start running because I'm looking at this. Like I can't, I can't fail. And I don't plan to fail with this. Like I got merch set. I got merch out. Like everything about the Tristan Law Show is purposeful and 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 has a meaning. I don't do something on the Tristan Law Show because I'm like, okay, I'm just doing it. There's a purpose behind it. Like I have a YouTube channel right now. Okay. And there's nothing on the YouTube channel, but you can find it if you want to subscribe. Anybody listening, it's the Tristan Law Show. But I have that YouTube channel because I want to secure the name. Because I feel that by the time that I start using that YouTube channel, I'm going to have some kind of notoriety or some kind of steam behind me. I don't want anybody to railroad me and take the name. Yep. But what I'm going to be doing with that YouTube is, A, I'm going to be repurposing episodes, but I'm going to be doing a where are they now deal. And it's going to be live. Because obviously these people that are listening every single week, and I'm telling you, I got people in Italy listening. I got the majority of the United States listening. I got a lot of people listening to the Tristan Law Show. And what's going to happen is, with since these people have these connections with the guests that I'm having on the show, you want to know what they're up to now. Like, for example, my second episode, Love Jones. Love Jones talked about his DWI. Most recently, Love Jones, I, I personally took Love Jones to Alcoholics Anonymous. Wow. I, I knew a guy, I know a guy that goes to rehab or Alcoholics Anonymous, and I reached out to him. I said, hey, I got a guy who's having a hard time. Maybe you can help him. He goes, okay, whatever. So I call Love I message Love Jones and I say, hey, dude, if you need help, let me know. 
and he says, I need help. So I linked them up together. And as of today, he's 37 days alcohol free. So those are the stories and the connections that people are building with him, that they're going to be able to continue that story going on with him in the future. And that's what YouTube is going to be. And I'm going to be doing crazy things on YouTube because I may even do like trivia, different things, yeah. different crazy things on YouTube to reinvent the wheel, but extend it. Yeah, that's smart because it's two different. It's it's not what you're you can find on the podcast. It's an extension, and they all link together. Uh, man, he is a fucking pro. I got. I'm gonna take tips from him. Hey, you have <laughs> you have Car Blanche on Instagram. You wanna you wanna come on do a trivia night on here? Get your feet oh, wet. Because sure. I do it. Yeah. Here's the thing though about about podcasting. Yeah. One of the things I, I make it 100% clear and 100% transparent, I do not compete with anybody in the podcast yeah, world. Said, I, I heard compete. this, yeah. I don't compete with Conrad Thompson. I don't compete with you. I don't compete with Busted Open, the podcast version. The reason why is because podcasts are on demand. That's right. Yep. All I, all I want you to do is listen when you have time. I make them... I make them easy enough to digest. It's not a three-hour podcast like Conrad Thompson, but on a, on a typical commute, you can listen to it on, on your way to work. So, like, I have no problem putting other people over. I just entered into a partnership with a, with a podcaster from Italy where we're running ads on each other's show. Smart. Because there's no competition. And I make it clear on, on my ad that I put, hey, once you're done listening to this show, Come listen to mine because there's, a, there's enough in the podcast world for us all to eat. It's not like busted open radio that comes on every yeah. day at the same exact time. But you know what? The bump comes on on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Which do you watch? Because exactly. they're both live. Yeah. You don't have to choose when it comes to the podcast world. And I'm very open about that. And I'm willing to help anybody out in the podcast world because you know what? Once you eat, I can eat. Yeah. And we're all going to eat. We're all going to be sitting at the table together. Awesome. And I, I think I think one of the things you got going for you, besides uh, your wrestling, is the fact that you have all these hands in all these pots, just like uh, just like Matt Raywald, uh, formerly Aiden English, uh, to make yourself marketable. And like you said, whether it's a WWE, whether it's MLW, AEW, you have all these skills and all these talents to bring. I can take a bump. I can get in the ring. I can edit this podcast. I can host. I can do an interview, all this. And I, I think, I mean, that's the way to do it nowadays. So you're doing it right, in my opinion. I'll tell you this. When I went to a Ring of Honor try, it was maybe like 2013. And I remember standing there in front of Kevin Kelly. And it was, oh, I can't remember his name. It was the guy that was with NWA. He was the producer. Whatever, I can't remember his name. I'm going to kick myself in the butt once I remember his name. Lagana? Yep, Lagana, yep, yep. And I remember looking around the room at all these other wrestlers, impressive wrestlers, right? Some of them had more experience than me. Some of them were obviously better than I was because I was still brand new to the game at the time. And I looked around the room now, and it's like, if they pulled me into a room and asked me, hey, Tristan, what else do you offer besides wrestling? My answer would be wrestling. That's all I offer. So now, like I tell, I tell the young kids that I that I mentor that when you're standing in a room full of other wrestlers, they probably want to separate you. 
They're going to put all the black guys are the black guys, all the Hispanic guys are the Hispanic guys, all the white guys are the white guys. And what you need to do is shine. Because you know what? WWE may be looking for the next Rey Mysterio. Rey yeah. Mysterio is not going to be there forever. You know, they're looking for the next rock. They're, I mean, granted, they don't want you to be that character, but they're looking for somebody that fits a special demographic so that they can reach out to a certain demographic. So you need to go take acting classes. You need to go take improv classes. You need to learn how to public speak. But now at 35 versus 25, I come to the table with a lot more than, well, I can wrestle. <laughs> I can do anything, and I'm coachable. You yeah. want me to come into your office and answer phones? I can answer phones for WWE. WWE wants me to come in and do sales phone calls. I can do sales phone calls for WWE. Yeah. WWE needs me to come in and do podcasts or anybody, Ring of Honor, they need me to host a podcast. They need me to talk on the microphone because I think I'm better at radio because I got the face for radio. You know, <laughs> but if they need me to come in on radio or do any kind of broadcast-related things, I'm open to that because I understand that wrestling may not be what they want me to do. And I'd be an idiot if they say to me, like, okay, for example, there's a referee right now in the WWE, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you remember, his name is Eddie Orengo. He was the guy that got uh, the, the mist blown in his face by Asuka. Okay, yeah. Okay, him and I used to wrestle together all the time. All the time, great freaking guy. But they signed him as a referee. Yeah. Does it mean he's a bad wrestler? No. no. But at the time... They were looking for referees, and he fit the bill. Yeah. Some of these kids that I talked to today, their answer would be, well, I don't want to be a referee. I want to be a wrestler. Yeah. Okay, no problem. We'll call you. <laughs> Good luck. We'll call you. I'm not an idiot. I am yeah. not boo-boo the fool. Oh, yeah, well, you know, we, we, you know, we, saw, we saw your wrestling. We really like what you did, but we heard you on your podcast, or we heard you on such and such podcast. We want you to come on and do a podcast to where you interview the NXT superstars. Yeah. Great. I'd be there. Let me tell you, I don't live far from Stanford, Connecticut, and I can go to I can go to Florida in a heartbeat because my mom lives down there. So I, they don't got to pay for me to sleep anywhere. I'd be the fastest thing on two feet. They call me Two Feet McGee. Because <laughs> when they call me, all they see is smoke because I'd be I'd be down there in Florida. So like, yeah. But guy, you got to bring something more to the table. I agree, man. I mean, we just saw Dio Madden or whatever his name is now in Retribution. I mean, he was announcing. Right. You know, and, and, and now look at, well, I mean, I mean, right. retribution, but now look at them. Right. Yeah. One of the best lessons I learned from Bubba, from, uh, from Bully Ray. In the beginner class. Op- yep. Was that opportunity sounds just like this. You guys ready? Opportunity will come knocking at your door just like this. <laughs> so like Dio Madden, yeah. Dio Madden, if they said to him, hey, bro. We understand that you went to broadcasting school. I don't know his background. I'm just making this up. Freestyle. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Bro, we understand that you went to broadcasting school. We want you to be a a, a color commentator on, on Monday Night Raw. Nah, bro. I'm here to wrestle. Are you a fool? <laughs> Not what you want to do. It kills no. me on the inside. When I came back to wrestling, right, it killed me on the inside that I had to ring announce. It killed me. But you know what? I was not going to turn the opportunity down. I go, yep, I'll do it. Shit and grin the entire time. Oh man, retribution. Okay, so you mentioned you mentioned uh, WWE, yeah, NXT, MLW, all that. All right, let's let's take uh, WWE, AW, Ring of Honor, MLW. Okay, the phone rings. Okay, the phone rings all day long. Every one of them have called you. Which one 
are you answering and uh which one are you going to well uh i'd be an idiot if i if i didn't answer all of them because everything deserves for everything deserves consideration so I would go with WWE, right? Because we're talking about WWE, AEW, yep. what those guys call, right? Yep. Yep. WWE would obviously be my top choice because they are the standard when it comes to professional wrestling. And I would learn psychology like I'd be able to learn it no place else. It, you know, also as well, too, you know, I may never make it on TV with them, but I will still go through their farm league to where I will understand how WWE produces a show and does psychology and, and promos and everything else like that. Yeah. AEW would be a good place to go because they don't work that much. However, if I was an AEW, knowing that all those former WWE guys were there, I'd be underneath the learning tree. Yeah. What? AEW doesn't want to hire me, bro. You know why they don't want to hire me? Because I'm annoying. I want to talk to Cody Rhodes. Not about wrestling. Me like, too. hey, I don't want to be a Mark. Star Wars. I don't want to be a Mark. I don't want to talk about Star Wars. I only see oh. one Star Wars movie. Don't judge me. But what I want to do is I want to talk. I want to learn wrestling. I don't want to talk wrestling. I want to learn wrestling. If I went to Impact Wrestling, same exact deal as well. I want to learn wrestling. I what I would do is I would volunteer to drive around the veterans, the guys who are in WWE. Hey, bro, we're all coming from New York. Hey, when we get to when we start the beginning of the loop, I'll pick you up and I'll drive. I'll drive the entire way because all I want to do is learn wrestling. That's it. If MLW called, fastest thing on two feet, there are some big name guys there yeah. that have made it. I would ask the person I'd want to talk to is uh, is is um, is Corbin. I want to talk to him. Yeah, because uh, I w- I want to learn how he puts together the wrestling show, how he writes, and everything else like that. So I mean, I'm open to go anywhere, but everybody has their perks. It all depends on who's calling first and what they're talking about. Yeah. And uh, man, I, 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 the longer this, this show goes, the more in love I fall or fall in love with you. And in today's day and age with social media and everyone has a YouTube, everyone has a podcast, even promotions, let alone us, these, the, the promotions have all this stuff too. I mean, you, you fit in phenomenal in my opinion, glorious. Um, but I think we might have a, uh, a caller on the line. Uh, Bama Dave, uh, caller to Busted Open. We all listen. We're all Busted Open fans. That's right. Um, big shout out to Busted Open. And I, I think Dave can hear me. I don't know. He'll pop in when he can, uh, when he can hear us. And, and when you can, Dave, uh, pop in and, and ask your question away. Um, I think I remembered my Back to the Future question. Hit and, me with it. And it was uh, in Back to the Future 1 when Marty was on stage uh, at the uh, Enchantment Under the Sea dance. And he gets ready to play the Johnny B. Good song. And mm-hmm. he goes, uh, well, this is an oldie. Oh, well, it's an oldie where I come from, which would be 1985. It's an oldie where I come from, but your kids are going to love it. So he's talking to his parents, Okay. And then mm-hmm. we see, you know, Chuck Berry's cousin call him and do all yep. this. Now, my question is, that's Johnny B. Good, okay? In 1985, were the kids in 1985 really digging Johnny B. Good? Because he says, you know, your kids are going to love it. 
You know, I don't I don't think so, but for the purpose of the movie, I I guess I guess that movie has so many like uh callbacks to everything. Yeah. Because I mean, according to Back to the Future, cars should be flying by now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. But don't um, get it wrong, I'm not upset that we don't have flying cars because I understand why cars don't fly yes. in 2020. I'm upset we don't have hoverboards. And don't tell me those other things are hoverboards. They're not. Um but uh I I proposed this question to my brother too because we bounce back to the future uh like we try to stump each other and uh he told me that he it wasn't Johnny be good per se but it was rock and roll and at that time in the uh-huh. 50s rock and roll wasn't what it ends up being in 1985 and Johnny be good right. does that and uh, I was like ah oh, shit we're always trying to stump each other. Okay, I feel that. I feel that. But uh, what time? Well, okay. What was the first thing to ever do time tra- to ever uh, do time travel? What was the first thing? Yep. What was the first time I ever went back in time? In in what? Back to the future? Of course. I mean, unless things have gone back to the back in time in real life, let me know. <laughs> uh, in Back to the Future, the first time they went back in time was uh, Doc sent uh his his uh his dog einstein back in time right einstein yep what time did einstein go back in time oh shit uh oh gosh i could see it it's easy what time what time did he come back it's easy it's all the same answer uh he he comes back a, a minute later right comes back at 121 121 Yep, because it takes how many gigawatts to start to? to oh, oh, it is twenty-one gigawatts. Oh, Come I, on. I never picked up on that. I'm gonna text my brother tonight. Damn, that I is got a one twenty-one, and it takes one point twenty-one gigawatts for um it to happen. Oh, that's right. Damn, I'm ashamed of myself. All right, don't be ashamed. Oh, it's okay. I'll get over it. <laughs> um. But I think Dave is here. Dave can hear us. Dave does. Bama Dave does. Uh, he also does some uh, segments here on the show uh, called Check Your Temp and some other stuff. So he has a, a backdoor key to the room. So, Dave, if you're here, feel free to speak up. Ask your question to the great Tristan Law tonight. Tristan, good evening, sir. How are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing great. I was telling uh, Standing of Vanessa before the show started, my biggest regret from when we used to do the Nation show was I never got to work a show when you were on there with him. So the last show that I did was uh, maybe about, oh, man, it was maybe August. And I actually led, I was the lead host on that show. Oh, yeah. my God, I love that show. It was so fun. Absolutely, man. Hey, I just have two questions for you. One is Back to the Future related and one is wrestling related. Which one do you want first? Oh man, you got me smiling. I don't know what I always say when I go when I go to McDonald's. Not, not when I go to McDonald's. When I go to um, Taco Bell, they say, "What kind of taco do you want?" Surprise me. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do the Back to the Future one first because I think the answer will be shorter. And that is, um, I've heard so many people say that Back to the Future one is what is quote unquote a perfect movie. There's no flaws. There's no uh, anything you could point out and go, this ruined the movie or this made it difficult. Can you say the same about two and three? Is it a perfect trilogy or is there le- a legit drop off from one to two like so many sequels are? Well, technically, there's two movies. There's not really three yes, movies. That's right. Yep. Because 
because the two was so long, they split it up into three into two separate movies. But me personally, right. I'm a fan of the whole entire franchise. I love the first one to the end. I felt like they put a bow on that package perfectly when when um when Doc Brown took uh got Clara and they were on the flying train and all the other stuff. Yes. Like I felt like they I felt like they buttoned up that story so perfectly that people have wanted a new seek a new addition to the movie or or no. a retelling of the movie, but they buttoned it up so perfectly they don't have to. Maybe in a hundred years, maybe in like twenty eighty five, they can retell that movie. Maybe they'll go back to like two thousand twenty and talk about pandemics and different things like that. But I love that movie. No, oh, I completely agree. All of us in our generation that grew up in love with that movie, if they dare remake it during our lifetime, I think it's a tragedy. Oh my gosh! I would, I I would watch it though. I would watch it. I would. Ooh. I agree. And then uh, I'm going to wrap up everything that you and Stanley have been talking about with, a, with one question, which is in today's 21st century culture, and Standing and Vanessa and I had a really heated debate about this one night, and, the, the, and I think a lot of it also is reflected in today. You would think in the COVID era where there's really not much to do, and granted things are getting better, but, when, but in the COVID era, you would think that ratings for pro wrestling shows would be dramatically higher. And you would think that there would be a lot more attention on social media and a lot more pushing of all of that. But this, the, the, the numbers are not where we thought they would be, and they're nowhere close to where they were pre-social media in what we would call the golden age of the Attitude Era. So let me ask you, with the going away of kayfabe and wrestlers having social media and the oversaturation of all the companies and podcasts and shows and things like The Bump and Raw Talk, Smack Talk, and all these other shows we have. Do you see a bright future at all for the wrestling business, or is it going to be status quo and possibly decline? Very good question. I feel that social media is a tool. I use social media as a tool. It's not a, it's not a toy for me. And a couple of weeks ago, when somebody had something bad to say about Sonny Kiss, all the wrestlers in the world – all decided to put somebody over that had nine, that had nine followers. <laughs> and one of the things that, that Bubba said on Busted Open, and he said it today on today's episode was, don't let, what is it, work your social media, don't let your social yes. media work you. Yeah. And once yeah. he said that, dude, I started, right. social, I started using social media totally differently. If I'm using social media, yeah, I might post one or two things, but the majority of my social media is putting myself or my product or, or my podcast over. You can't search through my social media and wonder what if I do a podcast or not. You know, you won't know if right, I right. you won't know if I have a dog. You won't know if I went to Disney World today because who cares about that? <laughs> I'd rather you care about hey, you know what? This is my podcast. You may not listen today, but you may come across somebody who may want to listen to the podcast, and you will be able to refer it to them. So, is kayfabe dead? No, because we can still protect the business in a certain way. And I still protect the business in a certain way. Like for me, during intermission, I don't come out at all because I feel it's disrespectful for me to come out, especially if I'm, if I'm working somebody, because the second my mouth opens, you go, wow, this guy's a really nice guy. So what I'm doing now is I'm doing this interview right now with you guys, hanging out with you guys, because we're cool. You know, it doesn't mean that I don't, it doesn't mean that I don't hate the person that I'm in the ring with, but the way that culture and the way that television has shaped itself is that everybody wants to know what's happening when the cameras are off. And that's why shows like Ms. and Mrs., even though it's a work, 
um, the, the Bella Twins, that's a work. Reality TV is a work. You know, all that stuff that you're watching, you, I always watch TV because I'm a wrestler. I'm like, am I getting worked? And if I feel like I'm getting worked, I'll, I'll watch it a different way altogether. So those things will never go away. They have to be here with the way that the wrestling business has, has morphed or the way that the entertainment business has morphed because you really want to know what <laughs> Daniel Bryan is doing because you know what? That helps build that connection. Somebody listening to this podcast right now or they listen to my podcast, they're going to build a connection with the people on my podcast and they're building a connection with me like, oh, wow, we like that guy. That guy is cool. And if we don't do these behind the stuff, seems things like this will never work. Honestly, 100% honestly, yeah. 25 years ago, all these things that we're doing right now wouldn't work at all. Wouldn't work at all. They wouldn't fly. If we did it, it'd be we all underground yeah. and we'd be frowned on by the wrestling business. We'd but have now to bank everything the wrestling. Yeah, I agree. We'd have to bank all our interviews. They'd all be taken and we couldn't release them until years later. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, great questions, Dave. Great questions. Um, all right, so I'll finish up with this. I have one final Back to the Future question, and then I'm going to hand the mic to you uh, to put yourself over, which you've done a phenomenal job all night, but that's, that's our gimmick, so we're going to do it. But my Back to the Future question for you is this. We have Back to the Future 1, we have Back to the Future 2, we have Back to the Future 3. It's an F, Mary kill type of scenario. You have to um, stream one movie, um, keep one movie. So that means you keep the DVD. So stream one, keep one, and trash one. Oh, okay. So if I'm going to trash one, if I'm going to stream one, I'm going to stream number number one, all right? Um, if I'm going to trash one, I'm going to trash number two. Ooh. The reason why I'm going to trash number two is because when you watch number three, they give you the recap of what happened in number two. That's a good point. <laughs> hey, you're working with a genius over here, bro. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. There you go. Excellent. My brother's going to be my, my brother. Shout out to uh generic, my brother. Uh, That's his code wrestling name. Shout out to generic. He's going to love this episode because we talked about back to the future. But we are at the time of this show, Tristan, where I'm going to give you this. Um, I do this because I'm pretending I'm handing you a mic. It's a proverbial mic. You can put over anything you want, bury anything you want. You can say anything you want. I will not interrupt. The floor is yours. Well, I mean, obviously, it was a great time being on this podcast tonight, getting ready to get being able to put myself over. But I was a great time. I'm Tristan Law. And. You can find my podcast every Wednesday, every Wednesday, every Wednesday, every Wednesday, where you find podcasts or at TristanLawShow.com. And my podcast is where I introduce you to the personalities in and out of the pro wrestling business. And the best part is you don't have to be a fan to watch. And hey, you know what? If you're listening right now, just go ahead and stop. Don't touch anything yet. I want you to go to your Twitter and I want you to go to your Instagram and I want you to follow me at The Real Big Tris. And you can also follow the Tristan Law Show there at Tristan Show. And hey, buy a t-shirt. If you're not doing anything, go to TristanLawShow.com and buy yourself a t-shirt. Excellent. Phenomenal. Tristan, you've been a pleasure to have on. I mean, I feel there's a plethora of topics we can discuss. Uh, 
so I hope you had fun. I had fun. I know Vanessa had a blast and uh, we'll see you around. Have a great night. Sure. Talk to you guys soon. Yeah. Anytime later. Awesome. Uh, this guy's called the standing streamer.